Welcome to the Ringmasters Podcast, Central Michigan Life's wrestling podcast. I am your host, Grant LaFave, joined as always by Jameson Galloway. We are preparing for another WWE pay-per-view going into WWE Fastlane, which is the Raw brand final pay-per-view before WrestleMania, um, the final stop on the road to WrestleMania, and we are going to get into some predictions pretty quick. But first of all, Jameson, we got two weeks of wrestling to catch up on. Yes, we do. We're back. Things things are heating up, literally and figuratively. They are They are heating up. Well, outside it's snowing, but wrestling it's getting pretty hot. And especially when Randy Orton's setting things on fire, it is. It is yeah, pretty hot. Yes. he he burned down. Was that the whole Wyatt compound? Yeah, that was it. He committed larson on live television. You mean arson? Arson. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just had a teacher last. Sorry, we're arson. keeping that one in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he did. They closed yeah. off SmackDown and then hit the Randy Orton pose in reverse. Well, Wyatt lost his mind. Yeah, so. yeah. The things changed pretty quickly there. Yeah, SmackDown especially. We had the whole gamut of stories this week. We have the most worked shoot, worked shoot you've ever seen with between Cena and Miz. Yeah. Where they were almost just honest. Well, what we believe they're honest, they probably are fine. But And then you have uh, a snake man burning down a hillbilly cultist shed and presumably burning the corpse of his ancestor who he named his finishing move after. We've got both sides of the wrestling spectrum for you. We have, and that that sister Abigail story has what taken five years to tell. I mean, when when Bray Wyatt first came on the scene, the sister Abigail was the was the story. Where where is she? Where is she going to be? Are we ever going to see her? I feel like this is the first time we've ever heard it, heard anything from her for like five years. I honestly don't think they know. Uh, I don't know. He he'll bring it up occasionally, but I don't know. It's sort of like like True Detective. Only if you only watch the first season halfway through, just like this weird cult what does it mean what does it mean and then you just sort of never get the answer you're sort of just wondering and i think it's just one of those paths they just sort of write in and they don't really mean to flesh it out but i don't know if there's anyone who can make that compelling it's definitely bray wyatt bray wyatt probably has an idea of what it is the performer like he i bet he has a place where he can draw from not like that's actually his life or anything but i bet he has an idea of what he means his character means but i don't know how Universal that is, season one True Detective great by the way. Yeah, awesome TV show. Season season two not as great. Not as great, not at all. Uh, sort of like this is not a great segue, but between this week and and last week of Raw, last time we talked, I didn't even know how to talk about the show because I liked it so much. I have no idea how to say that many positive things about Raw, and I loved it and it was awesome. And last week that we missed was okay. It wasn't quite as good, but it was okay. Uh, this week took a turn the other direction for me. Yeah. yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't enjoy Raw this week. It seems it was just so much filler with really no meaning behind it, and it didn't get me any more excited than I already was for Fastlane. Yeah, um, their their go home shows just have underperformed lately, especially since the the brand extension. I feel like the go home shows aren't as great. Yeah, it seems that they either give you the pay per view matches that you're gonna see. I was gonna say pay for, it, but you have the network, so you pay for it anyway. They, they either do the match like Rusev and Roman Reigns did multiple times, and they just do it on Raw before and after, or they do way too little. And there's absolutely no in-between. Like, there's no, I can't wait to see these two people get their hands on one another moment. Actually, Raw ended, the strongest moment of Raw was the ending, uh, which we can get into. That's a pretty good brawls on Raw, but there was barely any wrestling. Uh, let's just get into it. Okay. Let's yeah. talk about Raw this week. 
the mystery of why this show really didn't work. Um, to start off, Kevin Owens has been cutting some awesome promos. Last week, uh, he cut an awesome promo on not Chris Jericho. He barely referenced him at all. Dropped the microphone because he doesn't have to explain himself because he's the universal champion. Where is Chris Jericho? Is kayfabe injured? Well, Owens did attack him with a crutch uh, at a live show in Germany. So that's why he's missing Oz because he got hit with a crutch. No, it's because he got powerbombed and put through the Jeritron. Oh, uh, okay. All yeah, right. So he's selling that. I'd like to see him on television, but that's just me. You're probably going to see him at Fastlane. If we're yep, being totally yep. honest, it's going to be Lesnar or Jericho. It's going to be Jericho. It's going to be Jericho? I think. Okay. I don't know. We have yet to argue about predictions, but we will probably we will. We'll probably do that throughout the show. That segment will be coming. Yeah, we'll always talk about, hey, we're just going to do this segment at the end of the show and then argue about predictions the entire time, <laughs> which <laughs> yeah. usually ends up happening. But it's all good because this is all pertinent information going into Fastlane. Uh, Owens has been a killer lately on the microphone. Uh Phenomenal promo. He cuts on Goldberg. Um, just promo circles around him. Just talk, out talks him. Uh, disagree. He, he buried him on Twitter. Disagree. Have you seen that? No, but I thought Goldberg had his best talking segment since he's been back. I thought he had his best promo since he's been in the WWE, his return. And I, I mean, Kevin Owens was great too, but I definitely don't think he got talked around in circles. Yeah, I, Goldberg was good, and Goldberg says he's come back has been really, really good. But maybe it's just I finally got the Kevin Owens I always wanted. The guy who showed up and beat Cena and was this threatening heel who didn't need anybody's help. He was just this monster and this this self-loathing Canadian dad in track outfit. Just did not just um, you know what I mean? Like he didn't fit anybody's mold and he you know and you just this this guy who'd come in and change things and somewhere along the way I feel like he just got turned into a comedy guy with Jericho. He wasn't even the most important guy in a lot of those feuds. And right. now I finally feel feel like he's where he need to, needs to be. So and he's also going to lose on Sunday. Yeah, that's it's almost inevitable. <laughs> it's so sad. Goldberg is going to defeat Kevin Owens, whether you like it or not. Yeah, I think the predictions are whether or not it's going to be clean. That's the only question. It's not it's going just, to be long. How many people are going to interfere in this match? Is it's, the question. It's not going to be a long match, but it's uh, yeah. I it's going to be a spear, jackhammer, and a finish. Yeah. Okay, what I do like is Owens has been pointing out that I know how to beat Goldberg. I just have to outlast him because his matches don't generally go a while, and the longer he goes, the better I have a chance at beating him. I liked that he brought that up. I don't yeah. think it's going to help him, but it makes him seem like a real person when he's talking. He's like, okay, I know this guy, and I'm not impressed by him, but I'm secretly afraid of him. But I think I can do this. So, you know what I mean? At least they're padding that out with some, you know, he's actually trying to address it like an actual heel might. So... Good stuff all the way around uh, to open. Um, we got the New Day versus Junior Mahal and Rusev and not Lana. Lana was there, though. Uh, best, best part about this was the uh, the mocking of the Oscars envelope situation. Yeah. That was the best part of the, the segment. That that was pretty funny, actually. Yeah. Did you Were you watching the Oscars when that happened? I was not watching when that happened, oh. but I did hear about it, and I watched it afterwards. Yeah, I was... Uh, I was I was watching it live and it was it was great TV. Let me tell you, <laughs> that's what I heard. It saved the Oscars. I heard yeah. the Oscars were as long as one of our pay per views. Oh, it was yeah. They were like an hour over. They they're an hour over the time limit they were supposed to go. Jimmy Kimmel was a great host, but uh, yeah, that was that was just awesome awkward television. I loved it. That's wonderful, wasn't it? Poor uh, wasn't it Warren Beatty? Yeah, Warren Beatty. That. Well, he he it wasn't really his fault. He just read or he he handed it over to. It was Bonnie and Clyde, you know, who, he, he handed it over to the girl that was next to him and she read it, but he was trying to save the moment because he realized the card he had in his hand wasn't the actual card and he like just kind of stalled, stalled and then 
the girl next to him read it off, and the rest is history. Yeah. Somebody put, somebody put a, a gif on Twitter of Moonlight at the Oscars, and it was Seth Rollins cashing in money in the bank <laughs> and just running in and taking it away from... That's a good analogy. Was it La La Land that they... Yeah, La La That Land. was the false finish. Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling, yeah. Yeah. Both solid movies, but... Uh, I haven't seen either of them, actually. Good stuff. Have you seen both of them? Yeah. Wow. I'd recommend them both. Which one's better? I don't, I don't know. Um, it's turning into a movie podcast. It, it is. We're on the wrong night. we got to get this audio. But uh, I really don't know. I really like La La Land a lot. Um, is that like a musical, pretty much? Yeah. Okay. But I really like Moonlight. Yeah, I, see, a lot I too, feel like so. I'd be more into Moonlight, but I haven't seen it. But I'll get, I'll get on that this yeah, week. Yeah, you get on that. Get on that. Get on Two Out of Three Falls with the revival. <laughs> all the other, all the other stupid <laughs> stuff I tell you to watch. Uh, I, yeah, I got a lot of backed up in my. my yeah, let me plan your spring breakout for you. We'll get all this all stuff right. done in next week, so then you can come back and we'll both finally be on the same page. Speaking of spring break, before we get back into this, I know I'm wasting a lot of time. I'm not going to be able to watch uh, Fast Lane because I'll be on a plane. Really? Yeah, we're leaving Sunday afternoon, and we might touch down in Florida around when it starts, but I'm still probably not going to be able to watch it. I don't think any I'll be able to. I'm not bringing my computer, maybe on my phone, but it's going to be it's going to be hard to watch Fastlane for me. So no spoilers. No spoilers. I'm, I'm going to have to try to block it out or find a way to sneak it in on my phone somewhere during the week. But yeah, no spoilers. Okay. <laughs> you always tell me that. You always watch these shows at least 48 hours after the happen. Oh yeah. So yeah. I I always get the text message from you that says Grant, don't send me any texts. <laughs> Or if I do text you about something, you'll say, okay, I'll watch the show later. Give me a chance right. to catch up. This week will be, Grant, I know Goldberg is already the Universal Championship, but I don't want to hear it. I just want to watch it. What if I just send you something really <laughs> passive-aggressive and ambiguous? Like, man, you won't believe what happens in that Universal <laughs> title match. Yes. No, that is what people do all the time. If it's like a sporting event or like a football game or wrestling, it's like, dude, you won't believe what happened in the fourth quarter. It's like, okay, now I'm expecting something. It's just... Oh, DVR problems. Yeah. If, if we were doing it for this, I'd say, dude, you wouldn't believe what happened in that Jinder Mahal match. <laughs> and you'd be watching the Jinder Mahal match and you'd just say, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. it's just Jinder Mahal. Yeah. <laughs> that man it doesn't even look like a person anymore. No. What happened uh, to him, Jameson? What, I don't know. What but planet did he fly to and if, then get irradiated on? If he is from? passing drug tests and there's no steroids in his system, <laughs> I don't know how a human being can look like that. I wouldn't go that far, but yeah. No, I'm going to go there. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like he's he's definitely using some performance enhancing. Have you seen his body? <laughs> it's I a mean, serious accusation. It uh, <laughs> it's just it's out of this world. He looks like an action figure. Yeah, he looks like an action figure. Figure. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's, it's just mind boggling. But uh, yeah, let's move on from that match. All right, let's move on from the Oscars yeah. and uh, and that match. Um, does the ending matter? No, not really. No. Jinder Mahal got pinned. Uh, we have some cruiserweight action going on. Um, Akira Tozawa. Caught him with a German snoop, German suplex, snap German suplex to pick up the win. Uh, he can only finish matches with suplexes. He is awesome at doing suplexes and connecting with the crowd and other stuff, but not a single person in the state cared that this was happening. No. I think this show was in Green Bay, correct? Yes, it was. This show was in only Green the Bay. Packers. These these people, I don't know what they thought they were going to go see, <laughs> but it didn't seem like they were there for wrestling because. I don't know if I heard a good pop, except for maybe Goldberg at the beginning. Yeah. And I don't know, not even anything in Cesaro Joe. They're a football town, and that's it. That's that's all Green Bay knows how to cheer for. 
and uh, that and cheese. That's Green Bay. I don't know if wrestling fits their mold. Are you are you a fan of the Packers? No, not at all. They're my I least g- favorite team in the league. That was my guess. Yes, because I'm a Lions fan, and the Packers have dominated us for my entire life, especially this year when Aaron Rodgers rips my heart out in Week 17. But I digress. I've, obviously, I'm <laughs> I've gotten over it. Yeah. So screw this crowd with prejudice. <laughs> yeah. But no. Okay. Seriously, I understand if a show kills you or if WWE doesn't exactly condition crowds to react to shows like they used to, but they were just not interested in anything that was going on, and it made the stuff that could have been okay not great. To to come to their defense, there wasn't a whole lot to get that excited about. Well, the, true. Raw wasn't like an, an epic show that like every every match you saw there was should have been a big pop, you know. But Jameson, yeah. when I buy my ticket to Raw. I know exactly what I'm in for. Yeah. I'm in for some dumb stuff. I might be in for one or two good matches, one or two good promos, some hype videos, uh, and some cool entrances. But and you're there to yeah, cheer. I mean, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, get into the show. That's true. That's that's fair point. It's like, yeah, I know it, but, you know, these people are supposed to – they pay for something. Nobody's coercing them into paying for that. They should like it. And I think we're lucky because when we go to Raw, it's in Detroit. And Detroit's always a pretty good crowd. Detroit Detroit is a uh, a well-known um, crowd for the wrestling world. But, yeah, Green Bay just wasn't really there on Monday. Yeah, and it just – I wouldn't bring it up, but it made the show feel a lot worse than it was. We've said that on this podcast. The, sh- the, the crowd brings a, a good percentage to how well the show's going to be. If yeah. the crowd's not there and they're dead – Hurts the show, man. Yeah. I was watching an old WCW the other day. Great. And Lex Luger put Scott Hall in the torture rack. And you know what I'm talking about if you're listening to this podcast probably. But he puts him up. And it's the stupidest move in the world. <laughs> and he just puts him up and he just sort of jumps up and down a little he bit. He beat a lot of people with that move. And the crowd was white hot. They were screaming. Yeah. Like it was Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania level pops <laughs> for that. It's like, I'm not asking for that. But look at how excited people can get about wrestling when they're into it. Right. Was so. this just a random WCW, or are you, like, watching Nitro and I I Order told myself what? I was going to go back and watch old Nitros and old Raws and maybe some When they were ECW. going through the ratings work kind of a thing? Or what? Yeah, and then some ECW stuff, too. That's I almost I never get around to as much as I mean to. but I've always wanted to do that. When, like, go back and back, I'll watch Nitro, I'll watch Raw from the same week and just kind of go, but never had the time to do that. I've done it once. Nitro straight berries raw in terms of wrestling quality but in terms of having Steve Austin and Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels they have a few guys who are so good and then The Rock later on too and Kurt Angle and uh, DX and all them but they have a few guys who are great and the rest of the show is bad whereas uh, it's the opposite way on Nitro where the stuff at the top of the card is usually bad or lazy and then the stuff under card is really really good so it's two totally different types of shows, but you definitely see why one's here and one's no longer. But they both brought something interesting to the table. So that is our analysis. Let's get yeah, through this show. Yeah, yeah, we got to get through this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we have Nia Jax and Charlotte versus Bailey and Sasha. Uh, I'm not sure what was going on with Sasha this week, but she, she was good. talking strange. She looked good. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, that's a given. As always. But. but you know what this is doing? We're we're all leading up to the Fatal 4-Way at WrestleMania. Is this, where this, uh, this is where this is heading, correct? Yeah, I guess so. Nia Jax has moved her way into that match. I feel like this is just, we're going to be leading into this for the next, what, four weeks? How, how many weeks out are we from WrestleMania? It is April the 2nd, April I the believe. 2nd. So, so, yeah, we're about four <laughs> weeks out. Yeah. 
So that's what we're, we're going to get there. But um, yeah, I do. I she was talking different, and she was, had an attitude with Stephanie McMahon backstage too. That's a uh, that's a bold move, Sasha. Yeah, I mean, Stephanie shows up to bury everybody. Somebody finally takes exception to that. So. <laughs> she signs the paychecks. So. She signs. The, well, yeah, but yeah, I don't know. We've already dis- we already argued about that. Um, okay, Bailey got pinned because yeah. champions get pinned. Of course. Uh, this is the this was. When I complain about Raw, this is the Raw I have in my mind when I say this wasn't a good show. It's like this is what I'm thinking of. Like, we start off where segments with some really good people are asked to do some stuff that really doesn't make them look very good. So, speaking of that, up next we have Enzo and Cass are currently feuding with the tag team champions who lost to Roman Reigns two weeks in a row. Uh, Well, technically, whatever, DQ, but he beat him up, and he definitely looked stronger than them. Uh, and now they're feuding with Big Cass and Enzo, heading towards possibly a WrestleMania match that ended when Gallo... Who pinned who? Big Cass pinned Big Gallows. Cass pinned Gallows, yes. And uh, that's 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 all I got out of that match. I'm, I'm not really into that feud. I don't know. It's not doing much for me. Uh, the next match didn't do anything for me either. Sheamus beating Titus O'Neil. But... I don't even remember that. Yeah, that's, that, that was like white noise going on. But the the, the whole mid card right there was all white noise. Am I the only one who sort of hates Enzo now? It's gotten to the point where I don't I don't think he's nearly as funny as his character. It, it, he's not funny enough to justify what he does. I, I you I don't um I mean I don't hate Enzo, but when you do something over and over and over and over again, eventually it gets old. No matter how great it is, and Big Cass and Enzo, especially Enzo, they've been saying the same thing since they came to WWE. So eventually we're going to get sick of it, and I know exactly where you're coming from. It's kind of like, uh, I mean, it's not moving the radar at all for me. Yeah, it's just the needle doesn't, yeah, yeah the needle doesn't move. You're right. It's sort of bizarre because Enzo is a great talker, and it, if he were allowed to say more or if he, there was a different platform or there was a different mentality where he could do closer to what he did in NXT where he still has catchphrases, but he did a lot of other stuff too. His catchphrases just sort of anchored it and gave people something to respond to, as opposed to just hearing comedy promos. Right. Where and then, and then be more of a heel, like that guy who talks a lot of trash but cannot back it up. And but he's a face now, and that's not a face thing to do. No. And then Cass is just sort of there, wearing the same thing every week. I don't know why that came up, but <laughs> he's just sort of there, and I don't know. I feel like they can. I feel like this could be so much better than it is, you know. Yeah, they could probably go different directions. Um, I I don't know. We're gonna see. Do we know what what are what are they gonna be doing at WrestleMania? God, I don't know. Any idea? Well, the New Day are gonna be the hosts. Yeah, they're so the hosts. they won't be in the championship picture. They will be in eighteen thousand comedy segments. Yeah. With every celebrity who shows up backstage. That's true. That's true. I had be do, ready do for you, that. You read you read some of the dirt sheets, right? That's, yes. Isn't there, uh, there's dirt sheets out there that have been absolutely correct with everything that's going on, especially WrestleMania card, right? Like Dave Meltzer and the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know what they are because I don't read them, but I, I, I listen to, I listen to people talk and like a month ago they were talking about, uh, John Cena versus The Miz with Maurice and Nikki Bella and there, here we are a month later and that's going to be the WrestleMania match. Um, other thing, I mean, they just... Over and over and over again. How are how are these things getting leaked? Is my question. How do people know outside of the wrestling world know exactly what the card's going to be? Well, people have friends. People talk. People in the industry. People who are just consultants. And Vince can't figure out who that is and fire them. 
He probably doesn't care enough to stop them. Really? Honestly. I would care if my card is getting leaked two months in advance. Uh, it's Well, the thing with WrestleMania is that you can't keep swerving people up until the match because you need to build it. That is true. So, but, like, right now is that time to tell me that The Miz and John Cena are going to be facing with Maurice and Nikki Bella. But I already knew that two months ago. Right, but that was the plan. But they talked about it, and it was a rumor back then. But, like, I know, like, Wrestling Observer Newsletter and Figure Four Online only leaked it after it was set in stone. After the plans were made and the booking was essentially done with the WrestleMania match. And then they announced it. They made a point to say, we're not going to talk about this before we absolutely have to. And by the p- the time they had talked about it, it was already non-negotiable. It was already one of the confirmed matches. Sort of like Owens-Jericho hasn't officially been set yet. Right. But everybody basically knows it's going to happen because they really can't go another direction and have any comparable sort of payoff. So... Sorry, I had to rant on that a little bit. Yeah, it's yeah, it's stra- It's a weird business that this is, man. The internet has changed a lot. Yeah. Understatement, huh? It, it ruined <laughs> it, according to a few people. Yeah. But, uh, all right. Internet's ruined a lot, but yeah, go on. <laughs> we need to get through this show. <laughs> we need to get through this. All right. Uh, so Corey Graves did an interview with Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins came off as a real human being here. He showed up in his leg brace. His MCL tear was worse, and he had no idea whether or not he'd be able to make it back in time for WrestleMania. Then Triple H came out, and Samoa Joe came to the other side of the ring, and Triple H warned him. He's like, if you show up to WrestleMania, it'll be the last thing you do in my ring. And then Rollins has nothing left to lose, so he's going to be WrestleMania. And if he does, it'll be... He's going to retire Triple H, essentially, was what he said. So this was pretty good. Yeah, it was It was really good. It was long, but it, it was good. I enjoyed every bit of it. And uh, we're going to get... Seth Rollins and Triple H, I think, no matter what, at WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, hopes and prayers to Seth Rollins that he makes that recovery uh, because that is a match I more than want to see. We just need to get it done mm-hmm. because there's nothing going to be planned for Seth Rollins until that happens because we've been trying to do that. It's like the Shield triple threat. They try to do forever, but one or both or all three or whoever guys would be hurt, so they wouldn't be able to do it. But now we're finally in a position where we can do it, coronate Seth, get it out of the way, uh, and then have him move on. Uh, and get back to where he needs to be as the babyface or as a top guy. I think he was, I, I hope anyways, he was selling his leg injury walking down to the ring because he was, he was limping pretty hard. Like he, uh, he wouldn't be ready to go for six months. Working us. Yeah, he was working us. Yeah, I hope so. Nobody knows what's real anymore. <laughs> it's crazy. But Big Show beat the Shining Stars in a handicap match. There have been rumors circulating, and Shaquille O'Neal said it on his podcast. Yeah. No clue that he had a podcast. Oh yeah, but the big the, what's it called? The big uh, the big show with Shaq or something, or the big <laughs> the big some, show with Shaq. <laughs> something the big. I, I've listened to it a couple times. But, uh, yeah. let's see here. I'm trying to find the big it. podcast with Shaq. The big podcast. I, it, I'm telling you, it's something with the word big in it. Well, I'm. When are we gonna get to? Uh, yeah, the big podcast with Shaq. You're thank right. you. Yeah. Right, see, you I are, know what I'm yeah, you about. are. Yeah, you are correct. Uh, you, that's like the real the, you, you're the real sports guy yeah, so you definitely had that one correct but yeah. he said it probably wasn't going to happen this is hugely disappointing no that's a work Sha- Shaq is as much of an entertainer as all these superstars are I know but man I want that match to happen so bad I don't know why but we're going to get it it's just one of those fun Wrestlemania matches that they're going to do and Big Show can secretly go even though he's getting older he's in awesome shape he looks great better than he has in years uh, so I and then Shaq is as you said born entertainer. He's great. He's working us. A lot of charisma. He's working us right now. Yep. Theme of the podcast always. But 
yeah, uh, I really want this match to happen because this could be crazy fun. Sort of like Floyd Mayweather and Big Show. Big Show. Minus all the personal stuff about who the type of person that one of these combatants is. But this time we can love both of them. Because mm-hmm. uh, that was a shockingly good match. And yeah, there's a broken like, nose in that match. Yeah, I feel like this can sort of recreate that perfect celebrity uh, in wrestling sort of vibe. So I'm very much looking forward to this, and I hope I'm getting worked right now. So <laughs> I think you are. But it's usually the case. So, All right, so uh, end of the show. Samoa Joe defeated Cesaro, his old rival from NXT. Uh, I like that they played off of that, and also el- elsewhere. They've yeah. gone at it on the how often? How I mean, how long were they actually together in NXT? I don't know. I don't think it was that long, was it? I don't, I don't actually remember them wrestling. I, Is that I, bad? No. I, it would that, have, no, it would my, have happened at least three years ago. I was wondering when they were, oh, it's good to see you again. Where exactly did these guys wrestle each other? Well, I think the implication was that they knew each other from the independent scene, okay. which is absolutely true. Yeah. But I think the implication of it was uh, that they had known each other so well, but that Samoa Joe walked in and gotten what he wanted right away, and Cesaro still hadn't. <laughs> I loved that they that played good. off of that. That was a brutal was match, so, too. So, yeah. It was really good psychology because they didn't go out of their way to, uh, like, injure Cesaro's shoulder. The, the same shoulder that Sheamus injured last year. There's an injured knee, though. Yeah, but, it, like I said, like it wasn't mel- overly melodramatic. It's just Cesaro happened to tweak it, and Samoa Joe just would not let up off of him. And he just crushed him and beat on his leg until Cesaro couldn't fight back. So, very, very solid... Um, Samoa Joe is the truth, and everybody's about to find that out if they haven't already. Within his match at Fastlane with Sami with Sami Zayn, that'll be fun. I'm sure you're looking forward to that match, dude. They had some great <laughs> matches in NXT. Uh, they had one that went for about 45 minutes. It was two out of three falls. Joe ended up winning, uh, but it was so so good, and I'm happy that they get to tear it up now on the big stage. So that was Raw. Um, we had a we had a broken brawl. broken ring. We did. We had... A malfunction. A ring malfunction. Yes. We had that. Um, we had a brawl at the very end uh, between... It was Reigns and Strowman uh, at their contract signing. The two fought all around the ring. Uh, Reigns kept throwing Superman punches, and uh, he hit the spear through the barricade, which is the best possible Roman Reigns move is his spear through the barricade. It's the only move I will still pop for. Um, and then... Uh, Ended up with Rain signing the contract, dragging himself up, getting the pen, and signing the contract. That was an awesome moment. Yeah, that was a good moment, and uh, yeah, that was a good that was a good brawl. Uh, there was a security guard that got taken out. <laughs> yeah, he always, got caught on the spear. <laughs> that's always fun. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> Hope that guy's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, this that'll be a good match. That'll be it'll be a war. Um, that we'll we'll uh, predict here in a little bit, but yeah, that was a good way to end the show. It, we haven't seen a good ring malfunction in a while. I like that. <laughs> a good, a good <laughs> ring malfunction. Yeah. So that was that was unexpected. Good old ring malfunction. Yeah. Equipment breaking down. <laughs> I just imagine people going nuts in the headsets backstage about yeah. that. Just, I can't imagine what that would have been like to try to deal with that. But anyway, let us get into SmackDown. SmackDown has no pay per views coming up before WrestleMania, so they are officially into their WrestleMania angles. Did, What's up? Did I miss something here or? Was there only three matches on SmackDown? Were there? I, uh, I watched the Hulu version. Three Falls, Styles, Hurt. Uh, yeah, there were. There were only three matches. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was like, I must be missing one of these matches, but I two. There was only three matches. That's rare. Yeah, there were lots of lots of segments. Yeah, there were. And 
this there was a lot of talking and it was mostly pretty good uh, Luke Harper is officially a babyface as of the start of the show um, thanking Daniel Bryan and Shane uh, so that was an interesting twist mm-hmm. and uh, he would wrestle AJ later on in the show uh, Miz and Maurice came out to the ring Miz continues on his tirade uh, against John Cena uh, for costing him opportunities and for having to live under a shadow for 10 years and for having to be quote the, that other guy well he's chastising John Cena for always going to make movies because that isn't the Miz's gimmick. Right, he's a movie exactly. Star. He's a movie star. This Gr- is not his best promo. You don't think so? But it wasn't it wasn't bad, but it wasn't on the level of the things he was doing in his last couple of feuds. Okay, yeah, he did have a lot of great promos in his last couple of feuds. I'll give you that. But I still thought it was a solid, efficient promo from the Miz. Yeah. And uh he got his point across and I think he meant a lot of it. And John Cena came back with just a classic uh John Cena. Another great promo. Every every promo John Cena puts out there is is solid, no mistakes, and gets to the point. Um, yeah, I thought I think these guys have a little bit of heat for each other, or that's what they want us to think, obviously. But uh, there's probably some tension there. Yeah, I mean, like we we mentioned this at the beginning too. <laughs> Realistically, they're probably fine, but it's interesting to play off of that non kayfabe but fictionalized versions of themselves. Like, let's take those guys outside of their characters, and their egos probably clash. Right. So that's fun to imagine either way. You hear rumors all the time of people that cross John Cena the wrong way get buried, and they don't get the the things they should in wrestling because they don't like John Cena, and John Cena has some sort of pull. You hear rumors like that all the time, and that was mentioned on SmackDown, and I loved Cena's response to that. If if he was pulling the strings, he'd be in the ring with The Undertaker. I love how they acknowledged that there was a match that everybody wanted more, yeah. but we're not doing it. <laughs> Yo, that's the internet <laughs> that's, age. That's the most WWE thing I've ever heard. Yeah, that's they they acknowledge things like this these days. But uh, that was that was a cool line. Um, yeah, I I liked that segment. It was that was a long segment. It was it went on for a while, uh, over twenty minutes. Nikki I think. Bella came out and made the save. Cena had a great line. You may not be the Undertaker, but you cross me, you're a dead man. Yep. That was a great line. Yep. He knows how to end a promo. Uh, he looks like a giant six year old child. <laughs> His, his, shirt, colored shirt. his shirt was so blue. Yeah. I almost couldn't wrap my eyes around it. But overall, solid stuff. That's probably going to be a fun match. Uh, not really what anybody wanted, but hey, let's hope to make the most of it. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's your honest review. Right. No, um, that's, that's all right. Fair. Coming up next, we had two out of three falls. It was Becky Lynch finally defeating Mickey James. I really enjoyed this match. In the history of the WWE, in a two out of three falls match, has it ever just went two falls? Yes. And not went the third? Yes. Okay, where? MVP beat Chris Benoit way back in the day by scouting him and developing the perfect game plan to counter an overconfident Benoit and skunked him two falls in a row. So it hasn't happened since 2004 is what you're talking well, about? Well, I don't know if it's happened since then. Um, most matches do go all three falls, <laughs> including all the NXT stuff that I like, but... Most of them go three falls. Yes, they do. They, they there, all go There all. should be some two-fall matches. Other than a, other than an MVP Chris Benoit match, supposedly, yeah. they all go two out of three. But, uh, yeah, that was – Becky Lynch finally got a win. That was that was my takeaway of that. I just uh, – yeah, that irritates me. It's not like every series in the NBA goes seven games, you know. Sometimes you got to have, like, a sweep. Well, I mean, yeah. Sometimes you got to have a sweep, like in the instance of Cesaro and Sheamus, where their best of seven series was actually a best of nine, but oh, the first geez. two didn't count, and then they ended up being a tag team. Now they're not even champions anymore. I had completely forgotten about that. I blocked that Isn't out of that my mind. Isn't that the saddest now, thing ever? Now i got to remember yeah. that again. So, yeah, no, sometimes sweeps are a good thing, even in <laughs> wrestling. Yeah. So let's keep that going. But solid wrestling match. I was happy to see a show with 
lots of emphasis on good wrestling and not just one good match. They had three pretty solid ones. Uh, we had AJ Styles defeating Luke Harper. Um, pretty good. Uh, he had to go back and win legitimately after attempting to cheat, uh, which I liked because he's good enough to win clean, but he's too much of a heel to risk it. But he'll do it if he has to. And apparently he is going to face Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania. This is to settle the uh, all the nonsense or the the debate at the end of their elimination match and they both hit the ground at the same time which was not even close but they both kayfabe hit the ground at the same time so they had to settle it in this match AJ Styles feet clearly hit before Luke Harper both of his feet hit the ground (laughs) before Luke Harper had even close to the ground Luke Harper was still on the apron no no, but uh, yeah so AJ Styles wins this match to get a chance at Wrestlemania for uh, Bray Wyatt's title, but then Randy Orton says at the end of the show he's facing Bray Wyatt at Wrestlemania. So, so what are we going to do, Jamison? Uh, probably have a match between AJ Styles and Randy Orton in the next couple of weeks, I would assume. But uh, that I'm down for that. Yeah, that'd that be cool. That is awesome. That sounds super exciting. And Randy actually. Orton's going to win, and he's going to get his spot that he already had, and he declined it, and now he's getting it back. Um, and what, we're going AJ Styles, Shane McMahon, Wrestlemania? God, I guess. Is that where we're going? I think so. I think that's where we're headed. I do. And I don't even read the dirt sheets, but I that think we're sucks. heading Shane McMahon, AJ Styles. No offense to either guy, and it's not about either guy. But I don't know. Does anybody want that match? It's a, it is an odd match to think about. I still think it will be a great match. I'd rather see Shane McMahon face Triple H and AJ Styles face The Undertaker. Right. But Both guys have better opponents. Yeah, they do. Yeah, we just named them. Um, but so what? Who, who Undertaker has Roman then? I guess. That'll get him over. <laughs> Beat the Undertaker yeah. at WrestleMania. Oh, jeez. Yeah, the or if they're just going to turn him heel. Or if Taker is even showing up, because there have also been rumors that he might not be medically cleared hmm. to compete. Um, he did have hip surgery a while ago, but that you know it's always up in the air, and he always shows up. So, But he was at Royal Rumble. Uh, nah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So there's always a rumor that he's not going to be there, that he's finally calling it quits this year. But I'm pretty sure they're going forward with, uh, it looks like, Undertaker versus Roman which is a match that everybody wants. It's the theme of WrestleMania. Like, shouldn't it be, hey, Randy Savage, Hulk Hogan, everybody likes those two guys for different reasons. Let's just throw them together and, and make them fight. <laughs> it's like, let's let's take people and sort of mix and match and just see what happens is the plan this year. Besides a few, like Owens and Jericho is probably going to steal the show. The, That'll women's, be great the women's match is probably going to be a lot of fun. Yep. But I'm Goldberg not sure. Goldberg versus Brock. Yeah, Goldberg versus Brock. That could go so far either direction, man. Good. That could be the biggest we, trash fire you've ever seen. We, we said that in the first one, and it, it turned out we liked it. Even though it was short and we got surprised, it was – it was we got what we asked but for. But we can't do that again. <laughs> right, that's <laughs> like, true. <laughs> like, we've already used that option. Yeah. So we'll have to find out what they come up with next. Um, we have Dean Ambrose getting into a feud with Baron Corbin uh, over the Intercontinental title. Uh, he Corbin refused to fight him, but he showed up on the Titan Tron back where they keep all of the chairs and uh, Dean dropped Hawkins uh, because Hawkins is not really going to do anything on SmackDown. He's going to job to everybody, which is fine. We had a chairs match that I really don't want to talk about. It was fine, but Ziggler is so <laughs> dead in the water. He's on his own planet right now. It's so strange. Yes. He will, he might not even be on the WrestleMania card. He, his, his match will start at noon. On <laughs> his match State. will start at 9 a.m. Yeah. Because you know that's how long it's going to be. <laughs> but, uh, okay, let's talk about the ending segment. Yeah. Uh, Bray Wyatt came out, and uh, Randy Orton did a promo at the Wyatt Family Compound. 
He was wearing a full-size shirt. It was sort of surprising. Like a real long sleeve shirt. And assume I'm assuming pants, but the camera didn't pan down that far, so he could have been wearing his trunks. But that's the theme. Randy Orton is always as naked as he possibly can be. That's true. At all times. I think he was wearing pants. Probably. Yeah. I hope so. On the set of Shooter. This, <laughs> this, this segment, um, I feel like they skipped. It just came out of nowhere. We knew that there was going to uh, this, this Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt um, friendship was going to end at some point. It just seems like they skipped ahead a little bit. You know, they skipped a few, uh, a few pages and went right to the ending. And why, why didn't they just do this after Royal Rumble? Right. Or do it a week later? This is it was such an awkward time to, for Randy Orton to decide. Ah, I think I'm done. I think I'm gonna go burn the house down. Yeah. I won the tag team titles with you, and happened to win the Rumble, and then you happened to win the championship, and. And WrestleMania is coming, so I feel like instead of jumping you, I'm just going to burn down your house. This made me hate Orton. People were chanting Orton's name. Yeah, Randy. Randy. I thought this was like a heel turn, and Bray Wyatt (laughs) was going to be the face for having his home and the grave of his ancestor defiled, Uh, I guess, because he just poured gasoline down the floorboards where I assume she was buried. Uh, I thought this was a face turn for Bray because I felt super bad for him. Yeah. But... He was crying People, People loved Orton for this. They did. They, uh, it, well, it was such a cool segment. I mean, it's not often we see things getting set on fire on SmackDown. Um, I think they were just uh, popping for what we were watching. Yeah. Uh, thanks, crowd. That's how you do it. <laughs> where were they at? Do you remember where they were at on Tuesday? I, I don't, don't think they're the same crowd, man. No, I, 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 I don't know what town they were in on Tuesday, but, um, yeah, that was, I, I really liked that segment. That was fun. Um, Things getting set on fire. We see just a dark, dark side of Randy Orton, and uh, they're eventually going to feud at WrestleMania. I, I assume, and it's it's going to be fun. I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy that one. Yeah, that's what they're working towards. I am happy that there's a wrestling story going on right now that's multi-layered. It doesn't make the most sense, but that's okay. But it's completely fake. It's about Randy Orton coming in and fooling the Wyatt family, and being charmed and usurping and like being charmed by Bray Wyatt and joining him and then usurping Luke Harper and Luke Harper turning into a face and uh, but still being awesome and then Bray Wyatt sort of turning into a face and finally backing up all his talk all his years and years of promos I like it when my wrestling is fake <laughs> I, I like because every good angle now is a work shoot they try to make it look as quote unquote real life as possible Right. I'm so happy to be excited about something that is so absurd. It's it's you only find it in wrestling. It's completely fake, but there's there's enough going on with it to make it entertaining. Right. Sort of. I like to be reminded that wrestling is fake sometimes, and I'm, I'm okay with that. And and Bray Wyatt's the best character for that because his character is the most out there, uh, you know, magical presence of any other character on WWE. He's definitely unique. Yeah. They definitely. I'm glad they did this now and not two years ago. Tell you <laughs> what, but you know what? I can't even complain because he's the champion. And it appears they're going forward with a WrestleMania match. I guarantee you he's not going on last. No, he will not. Uh, but, yeah. Predictions, you think? Fastlane? Yeah, real quick. Okay, uh, I'll roll I'll roll through these. I'll start right. with the biggest match first. Kevin Owens versus Goldberg for the WWE Universal Champion. Shit. Who Gold- you got? Goldberg, the only question will be how. And I will be very sad. Goldberg wins, and I will be very happy. And this means that... Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar will be for the Universal Championship at WrestleMania, and that match will go on last. Yeah. 
think that'll take match of the year away from Kenny Omega and Okada? Or? No, probably not that, but second match of the year, yes. Okay, yeah, there you go. Okay, um, Bailey versus Charlotte. Charlotte Flair for the Raw Women's Championship. Charlotte. Because Flair. they're doing a WrestleMania thing, and having the face go into WrestleMania in a multi-person brawl would not be great. And they, they need Charlotte to get another title win to get closer to Rick's record and she and, doesn't lose in pay-per-views. No. And having Bailey win the title in the first place was a mistake because they should have done it at WrestleMania when everybody would have loved it. But they had to do it on Raw because it worked for Sasha. Exactly. But, yeah, Charlotte also. Charlotte, all right, so we're two for two. <laughs> Most cynical predictions. Um, Gallows and Anderson versus Enzo and Big Cass, Raw Tag Team Championships. Enzo and Cass, let's do something with them. Let's give these guys a reason, as much as I don't like either of them right now, Give me a reason to want to watch them and not just have them show up and lose. Yep. And they said it on Raw. They have yet to win a tag team championship anywhere. So I agree. I think this will be the night that they become tag team champions. Neville versus Jack Gallagher. Cruiserweight championship. What do you got? Neville all the way. He's my man right now. I'm going to take Jack Gallagher because we've agreed on every other match. So I'm going to take uh, Jack. That was terrible. True. Neville, I, wasn't, I wasn't trying to impersonate him. Oh, oh, you no, just say it? Just, yeah, oh, yeah. I thought you were doing his, like, his accent. I'm like, No, what? oh, no, I have no British accent. I wouldn't even attempt. I've been working on my Vince accent, but we'll save that for next <laughs> week. <laughs> okay, week Ro- after, we'll save it for that. Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman. If Roman Reigns goes over, I'm going to be the most pissed I might have ever been with Roman Reigns. They oh, have done such a good job with Braun Strowman and making him look like a killer and succeeding in all the ways that they never would have, never even got close to with Reigns. And Braun Strowman's been stepping up, and his match with the Big Show was surprisingly awesome. And just they've been doing so much right. I'd be so upset if they just used him to shove Roman in our face again. So I got to go with Braun because there's no way they don't see that. Although I am skeptical. Okay, Jameson, your thoughts? Uh, I got Roman Reigns. As much as I hate to say it, Roman Reigns is going to win because he's Roman Reigns, and uh, they're not going to have him lose to Braun. Even though, like I, I agree with everything you said, Braun's been. As hot as anybody, he's rolling. Nobody can. He's the. He is unstoppable. Nobody can take him down, except Roman Reigns. So, yep, that's safe money right there. Yep. So I'll take Roman. Sasha Banks versus Nia Jax. Uh, Nia Jax. All right. Because Sasha does nothing but lose now. Okay. I'm, I'll take Sasha. I'm not gonna bet against my girl. I'm sorry. It might seem like we're blowing through these, but we've had weeks and weeks to think about this. Yeah. Yeah. We, there's nothing. We've we've watched Sasha especially lose three women's <laughs> championships and not be able to defend once. I don't think there's going to be too many upset people that we're going through these quickly. Super quick. Right. All right. So um, those are your official Ringmasters podcast uh, predictions. So yes. check it out this Sunday. Uh, check us out on Twitter at RingmastersCMU. Wait, wait. Who wins your Samoa Joe Sami Zayn match? That's your favorite oh, match on the card. Yeah. I almost totally forgot about that. Uh, Joe all the way. Because Sami Zayn is great at losing matches. Yeah, it's Samoa Joe. Yeah, that's I not an insult. He's awesome at it. There's a, it's a, it's a, it's a lost art. Sorry to interrupt, but I couldn't let you go without predicting your favorite. I can't match believe of all I almost time. forgot that. Yeah, just there's so much going on. I just forget the little things sometimes. So anyway, so uh, I'm gonna do our sign off now. Unless there's a go for it. Like the Rock versus Steve Austin that I forgot about no, or that's something else. Not on the card, unfortunately. Something of that caliber, but. All right, so let's sign off. Uh, Ringmasters Podcast. Check us out on Twitter at RingmastersCMU. Check us out on iTunes, on SoundCloud, or at cmlife.com. I am Grant LaFay for Jameson Galloway. I will see you in two weeks, Marks.
Hey guys, if you're liking this podcast and others, always check us out on iTunes or SoundCloud where you can download and listen to us and stream us live. You can also check us out at cm-life.com. Be sure to check out our Facebook and our Twitter for more information on podcasts and other entertainment on campus. Thank you.